for Monday, November 1, the 305th day of 2021. There are 60 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we say hello to the month of gratitude. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. It's definitely a Monday. It is a Monday. It is a new month, uh, the beginning of the final two months of 2021. And uh, you carved some pumpkins last night. You celebrated uh, Halloween. We did. The only trick-or-treaters that uh, we had, you pretty <laughs> much had to chase down. You saw them a in the neighborhood, bit. and yeah. you said, hey, hey, come over here. I, I have did. some candy because yeah. otherwise we would have been... Without. Sans mm-hmm. trick or treaters, but at least we got in the at least we got in the scorebook. And uh, what do you see? A couple of princesses. Well, or it was a like pirate that? and a princess. A pirate and a princess, and That's, then some neighborhood kids that very, are a little bit older. Yes, but. sounds about right. Princesses and pirates. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and Clarkson. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Do you have trick-or-treaters at your place there in downtown no. Clarkson? No, I did not. Is it because you turned the lights off and closed the blinds and uh, pretended like you put caution tape over the windows and said, nobody lives here? Yes and no, but I didn't see anyone like walk through or anything. I didn't I didn't hear anybody. So really? it sounds like everybody was, was taking advantage of all of the trick-or-treats or, treats or no. treat street. Or- I think I know why. The kids in the neighborhood, they say, don't go near old man Gormley's place. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know if they ever, like, throw their ball or their Frisbee into oh, your yeah, yard, it's, it's, just, it's just gone, never to be, <laughs> never to be seen again. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, too, some kids, they could think you are old man Gormley. I mean, and I, I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> six or seven-year-olds. <laughs> Old man Gormley's place. Yeah, just be careful around there. Uh, it is the beginning of a new month weather-wise. It's going to feel like uh, November all week. Um, and we're going to see, yeah, not, not nary a 60-degree temperature between now and maybe next Tuesday, we'll see 57 as the high today, 41 as the overnight low. We'll see 53 for tomorrow and a 1 in 10 chance of rain. We will not see a high even in the 50s on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll top out at 49 on Wednesday and Thursday. And I have noticed that because of uh, precipitation being moved, removed from the forecast in the later portions when we get down to the freezing mark, they have removed that little snowflake icon Good. from the forecast. And that's not because the temperature won't be well uh, favorable for it. It'll just be because our atmosphere is going to be a little bit uh, drier at times when it's less likely to be impacted. So just, um, I guess I've got some hibiscus to move around end of the week because we're going to get down to the uh, frost mark uh, when we, by the time we get to the end of the week. Is there anything else that needs to be moved in? that I, I i can't remember at this point yeah i think we're just good. hibiscus at this yeah. moment very good um white house press secretary jen Psaki, uh 
has COVID-19, according to uh, her. She said she's uh, contracted COVID-19 and is experiencing mild symptoms. So she's uh, 42, said she was last in contact with President Biden on Tuesday. She met with him. They were more than six feet apart and wearing masks. Oh, so, so double double protection, double duty. I did see our uh, vice president got her third shot this weekend while wearing a mask. And by the way, there I go for periods of time and I don't even know, is she still a thing? I don't know if there's just so much. I don't know if there's tension. I don't know what there is. But uh, of what I expected Kamala Harris to be in the Biden administration, is she is completely not it. I just expected to see her more than we do. Now, I'm not I'm not wishing for a different outcome. I'm just saying she's much less behind the scenes or do you seek out her do you seek her out though? Um sure. I pay attention to lots of news sources that don't start with FOX. So I uh, I mean I she just doesn't enter my radar except for the occasional when they need the photo op of her getting her third of her booster shot of the COVID nineteen while wearing a mask and it's just basically B roll as they move on to the next thing. But, you know, she was supposed to be uh, dispatched to fix the border and she's really not been very visible in whatever she's doing on that. So it just makes me wonder, is there more to the story? Like, uh, does do the Biden and the Harris people, sometime you get those, uh, you get these tickets where you get president and vice president and they're harmonious in the case of say Obama, Biden, and then you get some you get some others where they're not so harmonious, say like Clinton and Gore. They weren't they weren't as buddy buddy as some people thought that they might be. Sometimes these tickets Trump Pence, Trump Pence <laughs> definitely ended poorly. They didn't break up well. Uh, I think they started awkwardly and then I think they turned out to kind of be the odd couple and then I think they broke up at the end. And uh but so a lot of times it's just opportunism. You know, so this candidate represents this base and this part of the country, and this VP candidate can bring along this, and so it's it's um, it's methodology, it's numbers, but it's just weird. I just I I guess I expected to see her more than we do, and maybe they're worried about her upstaging the president. It wouldn't be hard to do. I don't surprise. I uh, don't suppose. Governor Andy Bashir, speaking of leaders, but at the state level, 49 new deaths reported on Friday. There were 767 new confirmed cases, but another 846 probable, so that's about 1623. And the positivity on um, the positivity on Friday was at 5.08. So I hope we went under that at some point in time over the weekend. The COVID positivity continuing to come on down in various places. Uh, you've still got uh, Breckenridge County at 31, got Grayson County at 38, incidence rate, Hardin County at 26.4. So still a swath of red through there, but uh, looking better day by day. A St. Paul home has been destroyed by a fire Friday night about 11. East Grayson, Clarkson, and Litchfield fire responded to Coy Drain Road after neighbors reported a home fully engulfed in flames. The wood frame home was already partially on the ground when firefighters rolled onto the scene. And the uh, fire was a pretty big fire. If you're uh, seeing the photograph or you see the photograph at K105.com, the homeowner was visiting someone nearby, was alerted to the fire by a friend. And um, the uh, homeowner told K105 News that he had only purchased the home about four months ago and was working on making improvements to the property. And he said, so much for that. Which wow. I think, yeah, I guess 
I guess so. They battered the blaze for about two hours. The home was a total loss. No injuries were reported. Also can tell you, I mentioned on Friday that uh, we had received some preliminary information that an arrest had been made in the quick stop robbery from a week ago last night. And come to find out, uh, Montgomery Smith was uh, charged with the robbery, but so was the store clerk uh, (laughs) who actually phoned it in. And so, um, uh, yeah. Like, get smarter, people. Inside job. Yes, and insider information. Mm -hmm. Extremely insider information. You don't see that every day. You know... Doesn't there have to be footage of this somewhere? Oh, yeah. They, there was cameras. They caught them there on camera. Cameras. Mm-hmm. Were they, what, high-fiving? And... I, that I don't know, but uh, like, did they? do you they, want to do a voiceover? No, I just wonder. Did they go through the whole process of play acting? You know, mm-hmm. so were they? Did they what, practice it, their scripts Was it basically times? just like Caneyville Drama Club that they were? <laughs> <laughs> they practiced at the Purple Flash Center. And... Caneyville Repertory Theater. This week's episode, this week's production will, will, will simulate a, a robbery. We'll even go as far as taking money away to make it look authentic. <laughs> Two raids conducted by the Butler County Sheriff's Office, the state police, and DEA resulted in the arrest of a suspect and the seizure of a large amount of methamphetamine and over $20,000 in cash. Multiple agencies involved in the raids were executed last week on Caneyville Road, that's Highway 79, uh, both of them were on 79 and just inside Butler County from Grayson County. The suspect, 46-year-old John McGuffin, fled to the bathroom when law enforcement uh, arrived at the scene and began, began flushing the toilet. During a search of McGuffin, police found a canister containing several fentanyl pills. A, home, a search of the home yielded $23,000 in cash, two bags of methamphetamine, and a partridge in a pear tree, and uh, he was lodged in the Butler County Jail on a $20,000 cash bond. General Motors has temporarily halted second shift production at the Corvette Assembly Plant in Bowling Green. The plant had avoided the layoffs and shutdowns affecting many automakers in recent weeks due to a computer chip shortage and other supply chain issues. Uh, the David Barnes, who's a spokesman, confirmed the Corvette plant began running only a single shift on October 25th. He said the issue was not related to the global semiconductor chip issue. The two-shift operation has been in place periodically since 2020, but pandemic restrictions and issues getting transmissions and other parts have hindered production at times. So they said recently the 20-week run of two-shift production was a record for the plant that now has about 1,200 hourly workers. So not exactly um, breaking news in the sense, but we have been monitoring our auto manufacturers to see how their supply line issues are going because much of Kentucky's economy and uh, workforce is employed by the um, by people who are in that chain that it, the people who supply to Ford, if Ford's not running, then they're stopped. The people who supply to Toyota, if Toyota's not running, then they're impacted. And so there's just a ripple effect on uh, on all of those. It does make me wonder, is it because are they selling fewer Corvettes? Um and Corvettes most often wouldn't be primary cars. They'd be secondary cars. So are people slowing because they? Well, it's hard enough to put gasoline in one. Then that led me to, okay, so remember the year 2020 was the year of the RV. 
Like you used <laughs> RVs were were just selling at uh, unbelievable prices. You couldn't buy a new RV or a camper or a so makes me wonder when gas prices do what gas prices have done, is it is it the polar opposite? Are we one hundred and eighty degrees now where they can't give RVs away because they're too expensive to operate because gasoline is so high? I don't I, I don't I don't know, but um our economies are ecosystems that when, you know, something changes there's a cause and there's an effect. So something happens, and then over here, there's a alteration made. Also got good news last week. Toyota making a $461 million investment in their Kentucky plant. I don't think anyone's ever truly, at least for the not last few years, is worried about Toyota doing anything different in Scott County. But it's always good to know when their root system is getting established even yeah, cause they left Northern Kentucky. more deeply. Toyota, Toyota used to have a huge facility in northern Kentucky, and they left and moved it to oh, Dallas. Got you, got you. Yeah. Um, so it's good to hear that they, they're still investing in Scott County. They yeah. had a facility north of Scott County, is what you're saying. No, in, in Erlanger, right by the airport. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so $461 million investment, always good news. A Hardin County woman has been charged with a murder uh, with murder after a DUI crash killed her passenger. 31-year-old Teresa Planensic of Eastview was arrested by the Hardin County Sheriff's Office late last week, charged with murder and DUI with aggravated circumstances. It uh, stems from an accident uh, wreck early the morning hours of August 28 when uh, she was driving a Silverado and lost control on Sonora Hardin Springs Road, killing her passenger, a 50-year-old David Dudgeon. So there's the latest on that story. A Kentucky Attorney has pleaded guilty to human trafficking charges after he was implicated in a former judge's criminal case. 53-year-old Robert Poole of Florence, y'all, pleaded guilty to five counts of promoting human trafficking for commercial sex activity in Kenton County. And that is according to information released by Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron's office. Poole was indicted on a 20, in 2018 on 15 charges, including third-degree rape, after a nine-month investigation by the Erlanger Police Department and the Attorney General's office. So there are other charges still pending against Poole in Boone County. So there you go on that. Hmm. Sam, I think the, maybe the, the best description that I saw on Twitter that described UK football's trip to Starkville on Saturday was that for Halloween, new Kentucky football dressed as old <laughs> Kentucky football to make the trip down to the um, Stark Vegas. I even think given <laughs> I think calling it Stark Vegas is giving it too much credit. Uh, it is. A, I've never been to Starkville, but uh, all indications point that it's a terrible place. And I would tell you that. I have never been a particular fan of Mississippi State. I don't know why. I just don't. I have no, no strong opinion. I like Ole Miss more than I like Mississippi State for whatever reason. And I think it's that dumb hail state. I don't like it. I've never had fun with Mississippi State fans at the SEC tournament. And they sing that Hail State song, and it's well. I, I'll listen to I, Hail State over over Rocky Top I change, any day of the week. I change. They're they're not even a rivalry though. There's some level of Rocky Top where you go, okay, it's Kentucky, it's Tennessee. They're going to do their thing. You know, Vol's going to Vol, Cat's going to Cat. They're just I don't just I don't I don't know. I like to rearrange the first letters. I like to rearrange Hail. I like to change it to something else when they chanted at the SEC tournament. But also there was that year in 1996 when Mississippi State defeated the Cats in the championship game of the SEC tournament, and it was a long drive home from New Orleans. 
after that, having to drive through Mississippi. Even. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. bad. What did you make of it? Yeah, it, it, Mississippi State's a tough place to play. They played really, really good, too. Mississippi State and Kentucky played not very good. Will Rogers, the third, which I know lots of Will Rogers. I figure he was like Will Rogers, the 62nd. But apparently it's just Will Rogers, the third, set an SEC record for 92%, any, 92% yeah. accuracy, 36 of 39. And then it didn't help that Levis threw three interceptions. Yeah, it was just one of those that everything that could have gone right for Mississippi State did and everything that could have gone wrong for Kentucky did. When Josh Ali ran back the touchdown on Mississippi State's second punt, I thought, okay, we're in business. Here we go. Yeah, I felt pretty good. And there. went up 10 to nothing, and then there were 24 unanswered points for State. Uh, Got to get things right before the volunteers come to Lexington on Saturday. Yeah, because the Vols are, are be better a, than I probably would have would have predicted. going to be a problem. Um, your weekend started off really bad Friday night. I mean, your weekend between between Friday night and Saturday, your weekend was not very good in football fan uh, football teams that you care about. Yes. Yeah, and then it, and then it was capped off yesterday. Yeah, we'll get there in just a moment. <laughs> you know, um, you can just move on. We don't need but, to. So, uh, it was a very close game Friday night at Cougar Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it was closer than the twenty to seven mark shows up. I mean, Grayson County got it the ball back. It was close late. Yeah, it was 13 to 7. Grayson County got the ball back with two minutes to play. We had deja vu yet again. They were going to have a chance to drive the length of the field, and then they threw a pick six in the first play. Hart County scored, and and that was that. So it was a tough night. And then they did move the playoff football game. I'm not sure you even know this. I just found this out. They have moved the playoff football game from Friday to Thursday night, 6 30 kickoff. That's due to an official's official's shortage in the area so grayson county travels to owensboro on thursday at 6 30 p.m okay so so i i am i i do not have a degree in mathematics mm-hmm. <clears throat> i am the son of a certified public accountant and so i understand certainly strong business math and basic math mm-hmm. um trigonometry i will probably struggle with somewhat calculus calculus better at calc than at trig but my question would be this. On a week when you have all high school football programs playing, yes, so like a regular season game as in this past Friday night, mm-hmm. and then let's say roughly 30% of your teams get eliminated from playoff contention. It's probably It's probably more like, 10 to 15 percent really there's a lot of four-team districts and all teams make the playoffs in a four-team district but in our case two teams aren't correct and grayson is one of two six-team districts in the entire state okay so so is it fair to say samuel that on this past friday night there were more officials calling district games that grayson county and ohio and owensboro are in than there will be on friday night this, this coming week before the playoffs. So they tried to move last week's game to Thursday as well to help out with the official shortage as well, but Hart County didn't want that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's what I'll do, Sam. I'll buy in on this hypothesis if I'm allowed to add an asterisk. Okay? That it got moved up it, one less day to prepare? No, no, it's not that. It's there is a shortage of good officials. <laughs> is that fair? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there were some fans that were wearing orange and blue on Friday night that weren't too happy with the friends and stripes. I don't even but, know anything uh, about that. But I just, there are less, there is a shortage of 
playoff-worthy officials. That would probably be more but, accurate. And, and as I always say, I give them a lot of props because they're they're doing their time on, on Friday nights and coming out and doing it, and mm-hmm. I give them props. They have more courage than I do when it comes to that. Bailey Zappi threw for 393 yards and four touchdowns on Saturday, giving him uh, 33 through the air as the toppers battered Charlotte 45-13 on Saturday and win on homecoming day on the hill. Last night, the Houston Astros were available. Uh, they were able to avoid elimination and force the World Series back to Houston. So travel day today, then game six tomorrow night in Houston. Do the Strohs make a complete comeback and win it, or do you think the – I bet the Braves the, win Bra- in seven. I think the Braves win in seven. So that means the Astros will win tomorrow. And then I really thought after it looked like Saturday night, I thought the Braves were going to secure it for uh, the weekend. The Bengals – uh, what happened, Sam? Uh, as I said this time last week, that I was going to enjoy it because I knew it was going to be coming to an end at any point. And, uh, yeah, it, it just it was one of those things. The Bengals defense was back to the Bengals defense of the past couple of years. They'd been playing really well. It was kind of like that they'd been playing really well, so they were due for a clunker. And they definitely laid a clunker. And, I mean, I was torn because I was happy for Mike White, Hilltopper. Going in, and he played really well, but uh, I was kind of hoping that maybe he could have played his really good game when they play Thursday night. They blew an 11-point lead to lose 34-31. The Titans won 34-31 in overtime. It didn't look like they were going to be victorious. And then that, now it sounds like Derrick Henry out yeah, for the Derrick year. Derrick Henry is going to be out for the season. Uh, yeah. Also, boy, exciting. The Saints won yesterday afternoon in a pretty much a walk-off pick six to Tom Brady. That's crazy. Landon Young got in the game yesterday, Good. by the way. Good. And Alex Bowman won a race. Uh, there were some heated uh, temper, uh, tempers at the end of the uh, well, Denny Hamlin had a heated uh, temper yesterday at the end of the race, so headed to Phoenix where they will uh, wrap it all up for the NASCAR season. So, wow, lots going on to report on. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. supposed to grow moustaches something like that yeah. sam you're gonna grow a ted lasso i can't do that caterpillar no. No across way. your upper lip no way no okay uh it's also all saints day today plus i can't dress them as a for halloween or anything now so it's, it's kind of done there hmm. it's also world vegan day today you know what happens on world vegan day overnight tonight you have to call to the arm barn and yeah it was close to that Gwyneth Paltrow slides down all the chimneys with a Whole Foods reusable sack on her back, and she gives Priuses to all the good little girls and boys. <laughs> that's that's how you celebrate World Vegan Day today. The Merriam-Webster last week added 455 new words to the dictionary. Oh, wow. Dear. I I understand we need words added. There are words that are invented. There have been throughout time. It does seem like we're adding them or making them up at an alarming rate, maybe more so than we once did, perhaps because we don't probably print dictionaries anymore, so it's much easier to update because you don't have to buy a new one every year. So theoretically, we can add as many as we want. But 
Um, many of the words they're adding this year have evolved over the last 20 months or so. For instance, digital nomad. Someone who performs their occupation entirely over the internet while traveling. So, okay. And this someone who has no permanent home address. You find people that are just going wherever. You mentioned an RV. Or people that just yeah. travel around that, in their RV. That's right. They're just living here or living there or... And they can, you know, relocate. So basically connectivity is the number one criteria they're using to decide where they're going to stay for extended period of, uh, periods of time. Super spreader. I think you pretty much know what that yeah, is. we got that. That's added to the dictionary. Vaccine passport. Long COVID. Dad bod. Dad bod is an <laughs> official, official sanctioned word by Merriam-Webster now. Doorbell camera is in the dictionary. Does that need to be like, a, I mean, isn't that like two words combined? Exactly. I mean, it, it could be three. Doorbell? It, yeah. It's, uh, well, it, right. well, doorbell's it, I mean, in the dictionary. Doorbell's a compound word, so got it. So door, got a bell that goes on your door, but now adding a camera. I flinched at that one as well when I saw it. I thought, so we're adding sentences? Because really, doorbell camera. I mean... Doesn't seem to make sense. Air fryer. Okay, well that at least makes sense. Air fryer makes sense to me as much as doorbell makes sense to me. It's a fryer yeah, that uses air. You. It's a bell that goes on your door, but then you've <laughs> got to add on camera to the end. Again, doesn't make sense to me. A fluffer nutter. Hmm. It's a sandwich, isn't it? It is a sandwich. Fluffer nutter. Marshmallow and peanut butter. I would not eat it. Isn't that it? Well, I don't know. I might eat it. Marshmallow fluff. It's peanut peanut butter with marshmallow cream, two slices of white sandwich bread. I might have a couple bites, but Mm, go really light on the marshmallow cream. Yeah, I was going to say go heavy on the peanut butter. I need to know that it's there, but I don't need it to. I mean, you could eat a worse sandwich. I need uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's like liver worst or um, liver cheese. Or uh, banana or... Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say peanut butter and banana. I'm out on that. So now we're also putting abbreviations in the dictionary. TBH, an abbreviation is uh, in in there, uh, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we're apparently putting slang in there for am I right? It's that am I right? (laughs) A-M-I-R-I-T-E. So this is going to... I guess here's the other thing I would... That I'm curious about. Down downstream implications of these changes. If I were doing an English paper in a class today at Pick U, pick whatever university you want at Pick U, and I snuck "Am I right?" into my English paper, won't that come back marked up? I would certainly hope so. Depending on what I mean, what is your English paper? Are you writing? Hmm. A short story or something. In that case, you might be able to get away with it. What if I put it in there as a quote? Right. If yeah, I said, you know. a short story or something, I think. To which can... Sam said, am I right? Mm-hmm. I and it's going to can... come back with a red circle around it, and I'm going to say. In the dictionary. Merriam-Webster. Merriam-Webster says I can use that word, T- TBH. Would your English teacher in high school have been okay with that? No. No. <laughs> She wouldn't be okay with it today. <laughs> even if I've got a supporting doc, even if I can give a citation for where it's allowed, she's not. You throw yeah, that out. Yeah, even his wife is not okay with <laughs> we're, we're, it. We're, we're throwing that out. Here's something that maybe makes us a little happier. 
or not, Reese's peanut butter cups stuffed with potato chips are being spotted in the wild. Now, don't scrunch up your nose over there. You're mis-dip my French fry in my Frosty, so don't tell me that wow. potato chips inside a Reese's peanut butter cups are like an area that you can't go to. I mean, I would try it one time. You think that it? You think it will just be once and you'd be finished, though? Yeah, because I'm a purist when it comes to Reese's. Yeah, yeah. You just want the you just want the yeah. the straight up. I want the normal. Yeah, I, I do know of people that put potato chips on sweet things to just mm-hmm. or they Sam, do the chocolate covered potato chips too. I've seen those. Sam. Do you know people that put? And I think Miss Buckles. I think I've seen you do this. Put potato chips on a sandwich. I've done that occasionally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. big fan. But typically, you get the extra crunch. But typically, so you put your on Reese's vacation, cup on there too. No. So typically on vacation, if I make a sandwich to take down to the beach, uh-huh. I don't have to put my Doritos in a separate bag. I just put them on my sandwich, and gotcha. it's a twofer. So that way, because you, you got to have that food group represented. Yeah, a food group called Doritos. It's its own food group, mm-hmm. and and by the way, worthy of it. So apparently, you'll be able to spot these potato chip stuffed Reese's peanut butter cups on various shelves various places yeah yeah, i'll I'll try (laughs) by the way this is the week i doubt they'll be but this is the week to buy candy Mm -hmm. like today through thursday is the day if you're one now don't think candy's going to get to 90 percent off like a lot of halloween decorations do if you can catch candy 50 to 70 percent off buy it because that's it it's not going it's not going any lower than that yeah i was in the store yesterday and you could tell that there was the rush Yesterday, like afternoon, of people coming mm. in, scrambling, trying to find something at the last second. Yeah. Did they put their Valentine's candy out yet? Not yet. Okay. Not yet, but they, they were getting the Christmas stuff out. Uh, they'll put their thing, They'll put their Valentine's out before Thanksgiving mm. at the rate that they move these days. Utah man shoots his father over a wrong chicken wing order. Oh. Listen, chicken wings are serious business. I do <laughs> like chicken wings. I so love I. chicken wings as well. But... There was an, uh, an arrest following an October 21th, uh, 21st incident in Bountiful, Utah. Alika Suliafu was arrested after his father returned home that day with an order of chicken wings for his son. When he discovered the wings were not the variety he liked, he became upset and began to argue. The dispute ex- escalated. He went to his bedroom and returned with a gun. And despite his father's pleas, he opened fire. The father was able to dodge the bullet, oh, so a bad shot, which traveled through the walls of their apartment and eventually became lodged in a neighbor's dishwasher. You might imagine he was uh, well, I mean, if, he was he was arrested, and his dad took back all of his Christmas presents. If you gave me them. wings with that was like a sweet sauce or something, I'd, I'd not be necessarily happy about that. Sam, you wouldn't be brought to firing a firearm, would you? It depends on the, the kind of wing. Surely. I thought the story was going to go that the dad ate them before he got them home. I, I hope that he did. Or if you give me like the blazing wings or mm-hmm. the really really hot ones, I hope Ooh. he visited him in jail with a like a variety of the wings that he likes and, and ate them, <laughs> and then he just sat there across from the table and he ate them. So I used to be an all drums person, mm-hmm. but I've kind of taken a fancy for the flats. Now, yeah, you got to get the twist. You got to get the, you got to split the bones together uh-huh. and you got to pull oh, them out dear. there. It's like, yeah, I, I used to sleep on the, on the flats. Like, no, nah, mm-hmm. I don't want the flats. I just want drums. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know about that. So, 
There's the a technique to both. There oh, is yeah. A, oh, yeah. Yeah, there and is a technique to both. It yeah. depends on, yeah. I used to be all drums, but now I just kind of say, just give me which, give me whatever you want. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know what? I just let, I just let fate decide. Oh, yeah. I just most, let, most, if you get eight, we'll do four and four. Sure. I just, but I just leave it. I just let the world sort it out. Mm-hmm. However it's going to be, I'm fine with that. I'm more of a three to one. So three flats and. And one drum? Yeah. Interesting. I guess that's why I find lots of drums left over. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I don't... man, this chicken had lots of drums. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> a new survey is disappointing. It says that Gen Z has more knowledge of Pikachu than Rosa Parks. Oh, dear. And he, I, I've got things to say about <laughs> the that. The results cause... come from 1,800 Americans aged 16 to 24 years of age. The respondents were tasked with matching video game characters and famous figures from history with correct portraits. 85% recognized Pikachu. 72% recognized Rosa Parks. 84 recognized Mario of Mario and Luigi fame. Oh, yeah. 67% recognized Bill Gates. 83% recognized Sonic. Uh, 63% uh, recognized Dua Lipa. I figure that would be higher. 82%. I'm not sure I would know what she looked like. You don't know Dua Lipa? Interesting. I know I her. I don't know that if if you put up a picture of her that I'd know who she was. I guess just us old folks know who Dua Lipa is. 82% know Luigi. 62% recognize William Shakespeare. He's he's the oldest looking dude. I mean, what, how could you not recognize William Shakespeare? He's got one of those big um, waffled collars things around his neck that it would be obvious. And here's what's either sad or makes me glad. 80% of 16 to 24-year-olds recognize Kirby. And I have no idea who Kirby oh, is. Oh, you know who Kirby is. He's the little pink, the little pink, it looks like a bubblegum ball. He's a video game character. Oh, you got to know Kirby is. No. He's one what of the best video char- game? Kirby. No. He's his own video game. He's in Cubert. He's in Super Cubert? Smash Bros. Is this Cubert's son or grandson? He, he looks like a pool ball that's pink, and he blows up, and he can swallow people. And when he swallows people, he takes over their powers. That sounds a lot like Cubert. This is Cubert's grandson. I'm pretty confident. It has to be. And then only 48% of people recognized Winston Churchill. So, to be clear... 80% of people recognized Kirby, and I don't know who that is. Nor do well, I. And, and here's the thing with this is, look, see, you got to recognize Kirby. See? No, I have no, no. idea who that is. You now that I've even Kirby? seen a picture, I've ne- never seen that Come character. But I've no, never seen that I character. I think here's like the thing with this is that people, Pokemon people always like to say that, could you have recognized some of these people with if you compared this to the cartoon characters when you were a kid? Oh, I would have known all of the cartoon characters, but I would have also known and that's kind of Rosa Parks, Bill Gates, or their equivalents, Dua Lipa, William Shakespeare, and Winston Churchill. But but hear it again. 80% of people recognize Kirby, which was at the bottom of the list. Only 72% recognize Rosa Parks, which was at the top of the list. So there's not even any overlap there. So, Sam, you need to teach you need to teach your brethren. I I think those are important things to learn about Mario Luigi, <laughs> Sonic. And Kubert's grandson, hey, Kirby. Kirby, Kirby <laughs> it's a great game. <laughs> well, yeah, I know Kirby's smart. Does that count? Got to get to a break. Be back more on the way here on In the Know. <laughs> 
Did you know Daylight Saving Time ends on Sunday? So you're going to be falling back next Saturday night. You mean to get an extra hour of sleep? It'll be good for one day, and then next thing you know, it's going to be you know, dark at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Which is yeah, really I can't sad. Stand that. Mm-hmm. When you, that's usually when you leave work is at five o'clock. You know, it's mm, yeah, leaving work in the dark is uh-huh. like yeah, that's no, that's uh-huh. no good. And for a period of time, well, actually, I guess for a period of time, no, it'll also be dark when you get up. Yeah, it, it just stinks all the way around for me. Like why? Actually, no, it'll be light for a while while you get up, and then it'll go get back to being dark again when you wake up. So. When you roll back, so yeah, right, the, right now, sunset today is at five forty-six p.m. So it'll be at four forty-six yeah, p.m. If you get up at six o'clock, then next week, then it'll be daylight because it'll be the current time seven o'clock. And yeah, so sunrise today was at seven eleven. Gradually, so the days will shorten until December the twentieth, twenty-first. And there you go, Dune won a week Halloween weekend at the box office. With $15 million. I did have it confirmed, Sam. Dune is a reboot of the 80s attempt at this movie. I still know nothing about this other than Zendaya is in it. For only seven minutes. Hmm. But I I don't know what it's about. I don't know anything about it. Is it about sand dunes? Say, do you like sand? I I mean, because it's a big, I have no strong opinions it's a towards big sand. Re, it's a big recurring character in the in this movie, Dune. Is so lots of sand. Does it kind of get caught in you and you're going to find it again six months later? Mm-hmm. Or it stays in your vehicle after uh-huh. you go to the beach for uh-huh. a month or so. Uh-huh. And the number of extras who were playing a granule of sand, impressive the way they were able to do it. So <laughs> Halloween Kills was number two. No Time to Die at number three. My Hero Academia at number four. And Venom at number five. My Hero Academia? I'll see No Time to Die at some point, but uh, the rest of those. Big weekend down in Nashville on Saturday night. The Grand Ole Opry's broadcast of its 5,000th Saturday show attracted a host of big country music stars to its venue. Garth, Trisha, Darius, Vince, Chris Young, a half dozen others lined up to celebrate the nearly century-old country music program. It originated as the Barn Dance in 1925, and Bill Anderson, who is celebrating a birthday today, by the way, is a 60-year Opry veteran, kicked off the show with the Roy A. Cuff tune, uh, tune, Wabash Cannonball. I have not, I'll probably look in on that on Circle TV just to see, it's probably a big celebration. There might have even been some clogging. Was was Jimmy Mattingly there? If Garth was there, doesn't Jimmy have to go? <clears throat> well, I think contractually, Garth has to perform anywhere Jimmy performs. True. Um, I mean, there are few fiddle players that have backup singers, but Jim, Jimmy's one. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers finally revealed his Halloween costume. Aaron Rodgers had taken a lot of grief for letting his hair really long and growing his beard. And then he said he wasn't shaving it. He wasn't cutting his hair. 
He was doing it for a Halloween costume, and the world found out on Saturday it was because he wanted to be John Wick. So he wanted to dress as the Keanu Reeves-inspired character John Wick. I've not seen any John Wick movies. Are they any good, Sam? Do you know? Haven't seen it either, so I would have no idea. I figured it was one of those manly man movies (laughs) that you like, Sam, because you're about the The most macho. Oh, yeah, the definition of that. Listen. When if you go to the Merriam-Webster, they also did up, updates. When they added the 455 uh, words, they also added the pictures out to the side of some and of the our words. It's K105 Digital Productions crew. If you go machismo in Merriam-Webster and out to the left, it is your headshot. With our digital productions crew standing <laughs> behind me. Yes, Dave Chappelle inducts Jay-Z into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with an unapologetic speech. So still uh, carrying on about his... Recent um, snafu, I don't don't know what you call it exactly, but he defined Jay-Z as he is hip-hop, and Jay-Z is pretty successful. uh, And a lot more than just hip-hop, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, just all kinds of different forms of entertainment, and uh, good for him. Listen, he's come a long way since he he had a hard-knock life. (laughs) (laughs) Tina Turner is now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So she was performing along with uh, Christina Aguilera, her, and others paid tribute to. Uh, so she was inducted by Angela Bassett. That's who gave, uh, who put her into the Hall of Fame. This will be on HBO at some point in time in the coming weeks. In case you're interested. And what else must you know today? Oh, Ed Sheeran is writing a song. For season three of Ted Lasso. Interesting. So, okay. yeah, I'm okay with this. So that means we're going to get Mumford and Sons intro, and then we're going to get some. Because most of the songs in there are Mumford and Sons. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the, I, I love the intro the, to Ted Lasso. It fits the, the feel of the it show. It fits it very well. It's very European, you know, very. So I think it's going to be good. I look forward to seeing what uh, Ed Sheeran was able to bring to. I'm really curious uh, to see what they do in Ted season Lasso. three. Yeah, me too. I mean, big, big, big rivalry brewing. Big plot twist. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Note. Point to ponder for today. What is the most beautiful place you've ever been? Oh, wow. What's the most beautiful place that you've ever been? Took me a minute. I ran through, like, okay, where are these? And uh, I quickly ended up at a place that most likely would be Miss Buckle's uh, answer as well. You think? Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to beat. Your first trip to Rupp Arena. Hmm. All right. Uh, also, another honorable mention is there's like a weekend every year down at Western where the cherry trees turn. Mm-hmm. They smell horrendous, but, yeah. but it looks really nice. So it's all white throughout campus, and it's really nice. This is the time of year where you think about, oh, you know, the beautiful fall color and where mm-hmm. have you been. And, and so I kind of went through those, and I would have a hard time, you know, having one stand out versus another because this part of the country, we have a lot of... Uh, beautiful fall foliage, but um, there is a place at the, where I landed at was at Haleakala National Park on Maui, 
at um, Ohio Gulch at the Seven Sacred Pools. There's a there's a part there where the the off of the off of the mountain off of the volcano the water comes down and it meets the Pacific Ocean, and it's this black rock and it's the it's the surf and it's the green and the there are places there when I so I, we were there back in the summer and that's someplace I can go and just go. God's creation is absolutely amazing. But then a few days later, we were at the summit of Haleakala looking down, and it's it's hard to beat that view um, for I, me. I agree with that. But I went to the Virgin Islands. You did? Okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, do you remember where we did the dog biscuits? I Eating do. the fish? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of my favorite. All right. So it's probably not just place, but it's a combination of experience and place yes. that leads you to that mm-hmm. uh, leads you to that impression. But there are some areas around, you know, in the Smoky Mountains. Um, you know, when you go through there and you just see the that rolling and you know the fog settles in some of those little valleys in there, and we get some really pretty vistas around here this time of year. So I thought you were going to be mentioning the the big Titanic museum there or something. That was the prettiest prettiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's awfully nice. Uh, it's more of a sensory experience for me. It's when the horn sounds. You know, <laughs> well, it's noon. And it's amazing that next door there's a building upside down, right? Is that still there? I keep trying to go and turn it back over. It's like, mm-hmm. if somebody will just help me, we can get this thing turned back over. But everybody just keeps driving by trying to get to the local goat or whatever. By the way, I still, I don't know if you know this, Sam, but there's a restaurant down there called the local goat that you can't get into at any time of day. Apparently, the moment they open, people have already filled up all the parking lot. I don't know how I, why. I want to say that we've been there. You've been to the local goat? I think so. I asked I asked her one time, I said, we can look at the menu on the local goat and tell me why people are so crazy about it. No one can seemingly tell me. Is it me. in the strip mall or no? No, it's in okay, an old not. old Charlie's building. Okay. Well, then no, I've never been to the local goat. Okay. The uh, on television tonight, ABC has Dancing with the Stars. If you've if you've been to the local goat, tweet me. Tell me why it's so. Yeah, good. please let us know. NBC has The Voice Knockouts Part Three. Ed Sheeran serves as a mega mentor of all the teams. A mega mentor. Yeah, must have been. How do you mind. how do you be classified as a mega mentor? They've because he's mentoring all the teams instead of I guess just one team. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know, but it was obviously filmed before he got COVID. And then on ID Channel, do we have ID Channel? I think we do. I never watch it. The co-ed killer, Mind of a Monster. Hmm. Sounds riveting. I think we get Peyton and Eli tonight, too, on oh, yeah? on Monday Night Football. Okay. So that's probably what I'll be watching. Uh, I can't even remember who's playing tonight. I just looked at uh, it yesterday. I don't know. I I, I stopped watching after 3.30 yesterday because uh, I was yeah. I was mad and I didn't want to see anything else. And you had to go to a box somewhere in your house and drag your Reds gear back out. No, I switched from my. I have two Bengals sweatshirts. One says Who Day and one says Someday. So I had to switch from my Who Day sweatshirt to my Someday sweatshirt because I went from my happy sweatshirt to my sad sweatshirt. You should have gone and gotten your sweatshirt that said Not Yesterday, <laughs> Not Today. Yes. Uh, the highlight in history from 1765, the Stamp Act passed by the British Parliament went into effect, prompting stiff resistance from American uh, colonists. Also, in 1478, the Spanish Inquisition was established. Birthdays today. World Golf Hall of Famer Gary Player is at 86. Whisperin' Bill Anderson is 84 today. 
Country singer humorist Kinky Friedman is 77 today. Everything I know about Kinky Friedman is courtesy of my Uncle Hub. He apparently has some very interesting song titles, some of which I can't probably say, some of which are not politically correct, I should mm. say. Country singer Lyle Lovett is 64 today. Remember that time he was with the... Uh, he was he was the significant other of Julia Roberts. And nobody, do, does anybody to this day understand that? No, I think she was being held under Ooh. her will or something. Apple CEO Tim Cook is 61. Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is 59. Actor talk show host Jenny McCarthy is 49 today. Rock singer Bo Bice is 46 today. American Idol, right? Yes. The actor, by the way, Matt Jones. You know, there are several Matt Jones. There are some athletes, Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. There's Kentucky Sports Radio, Matt Jones. Matt Jones, the actor, is 40 today. If you watch Bob Hart's Abishola. He's also in Breaking Bad. Yes, he was in Breaking Bad. And then Badger, I think he was, was on Mom. He was Christie's husband. X. X, uh, X right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I watched like the, the first season of that led show. Led to his. Yeah. yeah. Led to. Gone, I love him. Gone but not forgotten. He's got an interesting voice. He's mm-hmm. got a real scratchy kind of, yeah. yeah. Stephen Crane, the author of the novelist who wrote The Red Badge of Courage, was born this date in 1871. Big fan. Chart toppers for today. Taken straight off the comments of my report cards. The comments section of my report cards usually inspired this number one single, from 1960, called by Joe Jones. You talk too much, you worry me to death. You talk too much, you even worry my pet. You just talk, talk too much. So it was written about you? Mm-hmm. All the way back in 1960. Mm-hmm. It was more prophecy. It was more a, a prophecy of things that were to come into the world. Uh, in 1969, Elvis. So full respect to Elvis and this song. I like it. But my favorite version of this song is done by Dwight Yoakam. I don't know. It's hard to go against Elvis, the king. From the movie, I think it was, uh, I think Honeymoon in Vegas is when Dwight Yoakam did it. And it's, I always thought it was really good. Because he kind of put that rockabilly style to it, you know, so a song you knew really well, but we can't go on together. It's pretty good. 1978, The Little River Band. It goes on to say, hurry, don't be late. I can hardly wait, etc., etc. Uh-oh. That was a shift. Excuse me? That was a shift in, in music there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big shift. 78 to 87. Bad. During the period where we were all a little bit confused because stuff stuff that we called bad was good. Oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. You mean bad, bad, or bad, good? Oh, good. It's good. It's the good kind of bad that we're talking about. Okay. And so is bad my, is bad in the dictionary in the, then as good as well? It's in both. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, synonym. So bad, undesirable. Synonym. Good. 
And people wonder why those that come to our country have such a challenge speaking English. Oh, yeah. 1996, Los Del Rio. You don't know this, Sam, right? Do I not know? Do I know this song? Yeah. Oh, do you know the moves? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's been I mean, to a wedding. Yeah, oh, 100%. Huh? Yeah. You do know, you know the, the entire... moves? I was in high school and middle school. <laughs> Kelly it's Clarkson. not a high school or middle school dance without this I song. I thought had he heard the song, I was like, he's been to a wedding reception. Well, he knows yeah, the song. Yeah. I didn't know if he knew the moves. Oh, yeah. Maybe he'll emulate it for us tomorrow. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, because of you, was number one in 05. And Ariana Grande, Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, number one seven years ago today with Bang Bang. All right, MD's Pearl of Wisdom for today. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. You may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jime MB, and now you're in the know.